a little bit of fire from our guy, Toby Z2 Fantasy, to introduce Teddy. All right, guys. Today's guest is known for his incredible playmaking in the National Football League. A man hailing from Indianapolis, Indiana. A running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. From the University of Michigan, go Wolverines. And finally, a man who said, if Coach Harbaugh thinks you're good, you must be. Give it up for the Avenger himself, Mr. Chris Evans. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. What's up, man? What up, what up? Hey, Chris, appreciate you joining on. First and foremost, how you doing? How's the family? How's the offseason? Good. Everything's good, man. The family's good. I'm just, you know what I'm saying, enjoying the offseason right now. I got to travel a little bit and uh, got to see see some um, – got to go to Cali and got to do a little different things. So um, just good to be back. And um, today started our first day of OTA, so can't wait to get that started. Oh, I love it. Getting ready for the season to start. That's what we're here for. But, Chris – we're here to talk about your career, and we got to start with the early years. You attend Ben Davis High School in Indianapolis, where you're quite the stud. Junior year, you rushed for over 1,200 yards and 18 touchdowns, catching 51 passes for 676 yards and 10 touchdowns. You would be a fantasy football RB1 with that, mm-hmm. just in the high school stats. Senior year, you rushed for over 1,100 yards with 15 touchdowns, catching 40 passes for 511 yards and four touchdowns. We also have to add you're a four-year track star and successful long jumper, that dual sport athlete, okay? Yes, sir. So, Chris, I, I have to ask, man. You know, every athlete views himself going on to each of the next level. Now, having such an amazing junior and having such an amazing senior in high school, did you see yourself attending one of the most prestigious you know, schools in the nation, or were you focused on something else? Or was it always football? Uh, I just, I just went out every day and, um, just, uh, just stayed to my routine and just kept on, you know what I mean? Grinding and just, um, really wherever I went, I was just going to, you know what I mean? They're going to get a, a guy that works hard and stuff like that. But then at the same time, it's like, of course I had the schools I wanted to go to like Michigan, Ohio state, Michigan state. And I just, um, I mean, those are my dream schools. And I just was just going out there every day, working hard and just letting it, letting that take care of itself. Hell yeah. And I mean, look, you had mentioned those, those schools, Michigan, you, which you ultimately chose, but you're pursued by Ohio State. It's got to be flattering. I mean, these teams are metaphorically playing tug of war for your services. Yeah. But fast forward to December 3rd, 2016, your first game with Michigan. You had eight carries for 112 yards and two touchdowns. You became the third Michigan football player to rush for over 100 yards in their debut. You'd finished the season with 88 carries for 614 yards and four touchdowns, which is seven yards per carry. That's insane. Next season, you get an even bigger workload, 135 for 685, six touchdowns, adding another one through the air. Your third year, a little less, you're working behind Karen Higdon, and then you take a year off in 2019, you finish your career at Michigan as a fifth-year player. Um, but we don't have to go into the details of why you didn't play in 2019, But at at that point, you had a pretty accomplished college career. The shelf life for running backs isn't very long. Was there any part of you that wanted to go pro early? Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah, no. But, like, at the same time, I wanted to make sure I graduated and stuff um, because I I don't – I wanted to – if I got done playing in Michigan, I didn't want to come back to go to school, you know what I'm saying? So I wanted to at least make sure I got my degree 
which I got that. And then um, that, that last year that you was talking about, my fifth year, COVID was killing that year for everything. It was game cancellations and all the players getting COVID that are big pieces to the team. And it's kind of just like it was it was all over the place. So I was just – at that point, I was just – I mean, I had a, got granted a COVID year to come back another year, which is ultimately like – I could, people were saying that I could use my, like use the NIL thing, you know what I'm saying? I could use that and stuff like that. And that's, that's going to be huge. But um, at the same time, I was like, I just, I just feel like it's my time to go, my time to go to the NFL and that's what I'm doing now. Well, I mean, not only were you a dual sport athlete in college, in high school, you're the dual, you know, uh, student athlete because you're getting your degree. That's awesome. And it's a great example. So basically one year ago, you're selected by the Bengals in the sixth round of the 2021 NFL draft. You signed a four-year rookie contract with them. So I got two questions for this one. One, what did you drink when you found out you got drafted? Uh, when I um, when I got drafted, I drank um, uh, so my whole life, like I haven't drunk up until that point. I told myself the oh, first time I was gonna drink was when I got to the NFL. Literally. Hell yeah. So that's crazy. I, got, I think I had Jack uh Jack Jack uh what's it? Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels, yeah. I had that. Everybody we took a shot at my draft party and um I was it was it was like I was drinking fire. Like <laughs> dreams become reality, man. Sheesh. Yeah, well, that's crazy. I mean, Chris, you are a role you're just another role model, no underage drinking, man. Learning more about you. So, but I'm curious of what the draft process is like. So obviously you get the phone call from the team, but after that initial conversation, what are the next steps? Uh, actually that next morning, um, had Zoom calls with the, Zoom call with the, well, right after I got drafted, I had uh, the Bengals media reach out to me and stuff like that. Got on the Zoom, answered some questions about, and I mean, how I feel like they was asking me some questions. I feel coming to Cincinnati and stuff and, uh, they sent me uh, a Zoom link for we did the like base day one stuff. The next day, literally on Sunday, um, with with uh, other running back who, who was on uh, who got free agent. He was a free agent, so he was on the call for about an hour and a half, just going over like the basic stuff. Um, and then um, we reported in two weeks, so I got to the ground, and just stayed in my routine and kept working out. And then um, I uh, they. Throughout that time, they mailed us our iPads to, you know, what I'm saying, with the plays on them to get to get in them to get studying and stuff. And then once we got there in two weeks, we did a, a, a rookie mini camp. You know, what I'm saying, once we went over the drills, did the onboarding stuff, physicals, did all that stuff. And then, um, yeah, we was we got a break. We got a break in the summer, and then we came back for our training camp, and that was it was it was going from there. I love it. Who was the first guy that reached out to you on the team when you got drafted? Uh. Honestly, don't remember, but I, I honestly remember vividly um, during I forgot when it was, but uh, it was early though. But Joe Joe Burrow was out on the field. And he uh, he walked up to me and said, "Hey, my name's Joe. Nice to meet you." And then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, "Duh, like duh." You know? <laughs> so like, I was like, "Yeah, my name's Chris. Nice to meet you." you know what I'm saying so. That's that's one thing I can remember. You know what I'm saying to this day, like he did that, even though he's he's the guy, he's almost the mayor of Cincinnati at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just for that now, you're gonna do that extra blitz pickup just because, like, I got you, I got you. I'm for you. But Chris, 
We're still going to talk about you because some highlights from your first season. You scored your first touchdown on a 24-yard pass from Mr. Joey B against the Lions Week 7. You had one more on the season. You caught 15 balls, 228 scrimmage yards. Pretty effective returner on special teams as well. You got that first touchdown ball? Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, somewhere. But I got it in. Okay. I'm, I just had to make sure. Just had yeah. to make sure. So, Chris, obviously, you know, I don't get the chance to ask ask it every day. What was that feeling when you score your first touchdown, man? I mean, I can imagine it must have been a, so many emotions. What what was that one that stood out to you? Um, you talking about when I scored the first touchdown, my first touchdown? You got that first touchdown from Joey B. Yes, sir. Uh, I would say it was it was kind of a unique situation because uh, because like you saying in 2019 I got suspended and um, I have a seven on seven team that we I help raise money help raise money for them, but like working security and stuff at the NFL game. So in 2019, in Michigan, we worked the, the, the uh, security for Detroit Lions. So we played the Detroit Lions in Detroit is when I scored my first touchdown. You know what I'm saying? And then I had all my my all my kids and stuff had like a uh, – had a had – a, uh, what's some things called? Press, uh, not a press box, but a, a suite. One of the parents got a suite for them because they came to see me and stuff like that. So then – Scored my first test down there, and it was it was early in the game too. So I kind of like wasn't really, you know, what I'm saying it was the first touchdown of the game too. Yeah, so I'm thinking like, all right, we still got it. I mean, I just scored a touchdown, but I still got to go run down on kickoff. So you know what I'm saying? I don't like, you know, what I mean, I'm I'm still a special teams guy, so I gotta I can't get too high. So I gotta you know what I mean get get get, get uh, compose myself and get ready to you know what I'm saying do what I gotta do next. But it was cool seeing the kids after the game. You know what I'm saying I was scoring my first touchdown and got to see it, and literally we. We all was in this building two years before, like just trying to raise money so we can, so they can play in tournaments and stuff. And I mean, Chris, I think everything happens for a reason in life, man. I think someone had a plan for why you scored your first down touchdown with those kids there in Detroit. So, man, congratulations on that. And let me tell you, you probably made someone money because a good prop bet is first touchdown score. And if you haven't scored one on your career, your odds were probably cr- pretty crazy. So you yeah. probably made some people some money. I just yeah, want to let you know that. A couple of my teachers at, uh, from my middle school bet like $10 that I would score. T- that I think they bet that I would score a on that game, and they all got $100 payouts. Oh, I love that. I love – and I love that you know about that prop bet. Yeah. It's awesome. It's man awesome. Of man of the people. Yeah. So, I mean, Chris, we got to talk about the, the Bengals, though, for – the just the season itself because they definitely exceeded expectations of the general public. The projected win total mm-hmm. for the Bengals was 6.5 games with some people on this podcast taking the under, I'm not going to call out who it's not Teddy. Okay. <laughs> but the team was within a few minutes of having one of the greatest turnaround stories if they won the Super Bowl. And, and, and Chris, I, I know Burrow and the addition of, you know, Jamar Chase, or what a lot of people give you know credit to or credit for. I feel like the team was viewed as an underdog most games. And, you know, as I always say, something about the underdog. So, Chris, what was the culture of the Bengals like last season? Uh, it was um, it was, it was real close-knit as far as what we did. Like, we knew, and I mean, in the locker room, we know that, like, you know what I'm saying, 
Joe Burrow and Jamar. We know we got superstar type guys, but like in order for get for, for in order for them to get to like actually, you know, what I'm saying it, it like shine. Actually, it takes all of them. You know, what I'm saying it takes protecting protecting Joe so he can throw it to Jamar. You know, what I'm saying or or uh, running down and making a tackle inside the twenty so the defense can get a stop and then we get they can punt and we get good field positions and stuff like that. So we knew. Everybody in there, even though some people are getting um, the spotlight and stuff like that, we're all getting paid. We're all in the NFL. We're all living our dreams. So it was just ultimately just everybody knowing the role, finding the role, and just like just being cool with it and just, you know what I'm saying, just like embracing their role on the team in order to get us what we need to get. So, you know, it's one of those things that's easier said than done. And when Bill Belichick says, do your job, but there's a lot of times that ego plays into it. Yeah. I mean, for, for so long, you know, everybody has been the cream of the crop at some level of football, and they don't want to take a role if it's not glamour. So, I mean, Chris, you know, even as someone that has a big special teams role, you know the importance of that. So that's awesome. Sure. So obviously the goal for the team next season is winning the Super Bowl, especially as you are right there. But what are some personal goals for Chris Evans? Um, personal goals that I got this year is, uh, um, hmm. my personal goal is to be in, be in even more shape than I was last year. Um, uh, expand my game running inside the tackles, expanding my game as a wide zone, um, being more of a threat, um, as far as on third down and, and being able to pick up, um, Pass protections, and you know what I'm saying, and, and diving more in depth with the with the with the plays, and and uh, yeah, just uh, immersing my role more on special teams, more you know what I'm saying, and just kind of you know what I mean, molding into that role to where I can, you know what I'm saying, I can be on all four phases, and the coaches, you know what I'm saying, let me know, um, you know what I'm saying, I let them know that that, that they could trust me in any phase, and just being a, just being an asset to the team because at this at this point, there's no. Um, it's kind of it's kind of weird, but like being in the NFL, you're getting you're getting paid, you're getting you know what I'm saying. You're 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 cool, you know what I'm saying as far as that. But like, I don't see uh, like I want the ball this many times. I don't rush for this much because really that's gonna come with what I do day to day and what everybody else does day to day. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you only can rush for X amount is if they block for X amount. You're only gonna receive for X amount is if you get X amount of touches. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like. As long as you focus on everything else, that stuff will take care of itself. And Chris, I definitely, I definitely see that. I mean, you got that attitude. I've seen it. That hunger. Um, I mean, everything works out for a reason. As I said earlier, I have to ask. I, 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 I'm not a Bengals fan, but I saw it over and over. What does "who day" mean? Who day is like, uh, is like who they, but it's just with a D in it. Like, and then we say they do a chant called "who day, who day." Who they say gonna beat them Bengals? You know what I'm saying? Stuff like All that. Right. So the whole crowd, the whole crowd, to say that. So like, you I mean, we break it down on who they, uh, you know, what I'm saying who they think they gonna beat them Bengals. You know what I'm I think Saints, the Saints do. They just say who that, who that, who, who that thinks they gonna beat them Saints, something like that. So, Chris, I gotta ask you because you know, obviously we do athlete interviews, but we're a fantasy podcast. Are you a fantasy football guy at all? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I did the fantasy with a couple of my teammates. One of the. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Free was, of course, but I, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to eat, like explain, like, as far as, uh, like, you know, I get the guys, I, I forgot who I had on my team, because I had stopped playing it as the, like, when I got hurt during the season, I stopped playing it and stuff like that, but, um, 
But yeah, I'm a, I'm a fantasy guy for sure. Well, I let me just tell you, I will overdraft you next year just <laughs> just for the sake of it. And and you know, I think that there is a lot of good in fantasy because fans can connect with the people. I don't agree when you know people tweet out to someone. It's like that's your profession. You're doing the best you can. Don't you think that if you have a bad day, people are you know about it. People don't need to constantly be reminding you. But your ownership's going to be higher next year. When I was in my, when I, I had me on my fantasy, and I knew what games and what games not to put me, like to start me at, just to like, I knew what kind of, I knew what kind of game this is going to be. You know what I'm saying? I, and I think they like, I mean, as fantasy players who aren't in the NFL, like they kind of don't, some of them don't necessarily know, like, okay, they, they run this type of defense, so you know what I'm saying? This is going to, it's going to be hard for this person to do this, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So, so you do your matchups based on, on what the defense plays. That's such an interesting way of doing it. Yeah, defense, I mean, offense too, like, you know what I'm saying? Just like as far as um, a lot of stuff. It's just – so it's, it's, I play, like, really strategic as far as – because, like, I mean, it's, it's football. So at the end of the day, like, depending on who you're playing, depending, every team has a different attitude. Every Well, at least the teams we played last year. I haven't played all the, all the teams yet. Every team has a different attitude and, different, and everything that they live, live or die by. You know what I'm saying? We do the same thing. We have everything we live or die by. You know what I'm saying? And then it's we're gonna live, we're gonna live by it, and we're gonna die by it. And then like we know what they we know the team what we're playing, what they're gonna live or die by. And then we got that that'll alter everything. If Joe Mixon's gonna rush for 200, or Jamar will Jamar will go crazy regardless. But you know what I'm saying? But it's gonna alter a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know the the term handcuff in fantasy. You're Joe Mixon's handcuff. I, I'm I. I know P. Ryan had run last year, but I view you as the handcuff option. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, we are talking with Chris Evans, Bengals running back, college graduate, great role model. Chris, let's get our guests out of here with a little triple play rapid fire, some this or that questions, and they are not all football related. You game? Yes, sir. Let's get it. All right. The better Bengals jersey, the orange or the black? The orange. I figured that was, that, that's the easy one to begin. Rank these three pancakes, waffles, and French toast. French toast, waffles, pancakes. That's the right order. This is going well. This is going well. In fantasy football, PPR scoring or non PPR? What's that? What's that mean? So, point per reception. So, like if you catch up, if a running back catches the ball out of the backfield, for five yards, you get one point five points, but in a non PPR, that would just be point five. I, I like I like them getting responsible for one one reception. Okay, so you're a PPR guy. Yep. All right, all right. I, I respect it. Is the way to go now. It, it balances out wide receivers and running backs. <laughs> no, no Wi-Fi when the sun goes down, or every light you hit is a red light. Every light I hit is a red light. You need that. Why you have a good amount of social media followers? I understand why you need that Wi-Fi. Now I read you're a Fresh Prince fan. So yeah. which is the better Aunt Viv, the first or the second one? Ooh. I'm always gotta. I gotta keep it. I gotta keep it retro, and I gotta. I gotta. I gotta rock with who started it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, the first one. All right, all right. I like that, and I I read that's what inspired you to grow out your hair. Yeah, oh, I love it. It's Fresh Prince, best show, ageless. <laughs> all right, 
What is the best Chris Evans the actor movie? I don't really watch his movies, bro. I mean, he's in the Avengers, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's the go-to. Yeah, that's the go-to. Yeah, I, I seen a little bit of it. Okay, I, I'm sure you got that so much growing up, right? Yeah, I still give it to this day. I mean, you know, I had to bring it up. I make a pun or a name on here. All right, we got we got a couple good ones left. What's your favorite cereal? Favorite cereal is um, cinnamon toast crunch. Ah, that's such like the overrated one. <laughs> cinnamon toast crunch or uh, Reese's Puffs? Ah, Chris, you had me up until this. Cinnamon toast crunch or Reese's Puffs? Come on, you can man. mix it too if you want to. That's that's when you really okay. Oh. All right, I, I I'm glad you mixed your cereals because everybody calls me weird for it, but like. If you have a good combo, it hits. Literally. Okay. I you redeemed yourself by mixing cereals. <laughs> what was better as a kid? Field trips or field day? Field day. Okay. That's I'm with you on that. Field day is when like you do the the fastest person in the class and stuff like that. Yeah, fastest person, you know, like who can hula hoop the longest, like all those games on the field, and then you have like lunch after. Yeah, that was my favorite day for sure. Okay. Now, this is a good one because of your poster in the background. Would you rather fight Mike Tyson once or you have to talk like him the rest of your life? I had to fight him once. Yo, and here's the thing. We would give you training. We would give you training. We wouldn't just throw you in cold turkey. (laughs) I mean, hey, I mean, I'm not saying that wrong with how he talked, but like, I mean, the fight, however long it lasts, it's not gonna long. It's not gonna last the rest of my life. Exactly, and I mean, you're in your prime shape right now, and he isn't. I mean, Chris, I I feel like you could maybe be the favorite. Maybe I'm getting good vibes off of this. All right, the last one here. These are two retired players, but they're both in their prime. Would you rather have to block James Harrison, or you run a slant across the middle with Ray Lewis lurking? Honestly, would rather block James Harrison because it's close. It's more close quarters. Like I'm saying, boom, he can he throw me out of the way, or whatever, or whatever. If I'm I'm running full speed, running a slant, and he hits me, it's over with. It's over. I'm glad that you had to think about it, though. Glad you had to think. I'm glad it, the last one wasn't an easy one. <laughs> but Chris, really appreciate you hopping on and chopping it up with us. Before we get you out of here, we want to give you the floor to plug anything that you're working on, where people can find your highlights, where they can find you on the socials, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm um, Kid and Play underscore ABC123 on all social medias. And uh, yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying, we're going to get another Super Bowl here, uh, get another Super Bowl uh, appearance and win. And here in Cincinnati, what we're going to do, you know what I'm saying? We're just putting the um, puzzle pieces together and just, you know what I'm saying? We just got to – everybody got to wait to see how it all play out. Can I just ask, where did that social media handle come from? It's so catchy. Uh, I had it when I was little. Um, not little, but, like, when I first started it. But Is it, like, your Xbox gamer tag or something? Yeah. Kid and Play uh, and then ABC123 with the, the Jackson 5 song, and I just put it on there. Cool. <laughs> Chris, you're so hip, man. Let me tell you, 
if we weren't rooting for the Bengals before, we definitely are now. And everybody that's listening, make sure you watch some Chris Evans highlights. Make sure you overdraft him in your fantasy football league next year because he's a great dude. And everybody that's tuned in, we appreciate you checking it out. Stay safe. And football season is coming here soon. Hey, Chris.